Welcome back to Go Gaddis Real Estate Radio. My name is Cleve Gaddis. I am a full-time real estate agent and broker here in Metro Atlanta. If you want to reach me, just call 770-497-0000. Or to connect with me, go to gogaddisradio.com. That's G-O-G-A-D-D-I-S radio.com. You can ask questions, make comments. You can push back, share ideas. You can request your neighborhood be featured in our neighborhood spotlight. And you can subscribe to our podcast. I would love it if you would become a podcast subscriber. What should you do if you can't find a foreclosure or short sale to purchase here in Metro Atlanta? How do you make the smartest upgrades to your home that you can? Meaning, how do you, if you're going to upgrade your home, how do you do things that are going to give you a good return when you sell your home? And what should you do if you have a problem neighbor and your HOA won't do anything to solve the problem? Let's jump right into our listener questions. We have three listener questions in a row. This entire show, the majority of the segments are covered by listener questions. The first listener question is from Ben and Dunwoody. He says, I'm looking for a foreclosure or short sale, and my agent is telling me that there aren't many available. I find this impossible to believe. What's the real scoop? Okay, what is a foreclosure? What is a short sale? Those Those both fit into the category of distressed sales. And a distressed sale is when not the property is distressed, but the owner of the property is distressed and does not want to own it. In Georgia, if a borrower, if a homeowner who also has a mortgage fails to make their mortgage payments in a timely manner, then the lender can give 30 days advance notice saying we're going to advertise your home for sale on the courthouse steps. It's always on the first Tuesday of the month in every county. These homes are advertised in the county Oregon newspaper. You can look in your county and see which is the official newspaper of your county. That's where the foreclosures are advertised for four consecutive weeks prior to foreclosure. So a foreclosure is a home that the lender has auctioned for sale on the courthouse steps and that has not been bought by a buyer. So the lender bought it back and now they have to sell it. It goes into their real estate owned department of the local bank or of the big bank of the National Mortgage Company. It goes into their portfolio, and they sell the property. In most cases, they actually put the house in good condition. They put it on market, so a normal retail buyer or seller, I mean, excuse me, buyer could buy the home. Anyway, that's a foreclosure. A short sale is when a person, a homeowner, a borrower, wants to sell their home, and they owe more on their home than their home is worth. That's called a short sale. And so it is, and there are very specific criteria there, underwriting criteria that say if you have a a loan that's owned by Fannie Mae or Freddie Mac and you meet these conditions, then Fannie Mae or Freddie Mac or the servicer of those loans, and that might be confusing. In many cases in the U.S., it is the U.S. government that owns the loan or backs the loans, but it is not the U.S. government that services those loans. So, for example, you could have a mortgage payment being made to Wells Fargo, But the reality is the beneficiary of that could be Fannie Mae or Freddie Mac, the U.S. government, because they could be the ones who have invested in the loan. So lots and lots of details in order to get you to this answer. If you're looking for a foreclosure or a short sale and your agent is telling you they aren't available, they aren't available. And you're probably thinking, oh my gosh, well, at one time, almost a quarter of the homes that sold in the United States of America were foreclosures, were short sales, were distress sales of some type. 
I reviewed in the last couple of days some national data that says that number today is 1%. So I want you to think about that 1% of the total number of housing sales in the United States of America are distressed sales. Now, I told you a few minutes ago that that number used to be 25%. So it used to be a big deal. One in four, one in five homes that sold in the United States was a distressed sale, was a foreclosure or a short sale. Today, it's one in a hundred. It doesn't mean you can't find a foreclosure or a short sale because there are some out there. But the reality is, is that 1% number holds true in most areas throughout Metro Atlanta. And as you get into the more stable areas where you have better school districts, the foreclosure rate is even less than 1%. If you've just joined us, you're listening to Go Gaddis Real Estate Radio right here on AM 920. The answer, I'm Cleve Gaddis. If you want to connect with me, gogaddisradio.com is a way to do it. G-O-G-A-D-D-I-S radio.com. Ask questions, make comments, push back, and subscribe to that podcast. We are asking listener question after listener question on today's show. This next one is from Sarah in Swanee, and oh, poor Sarah is having a problem with their, her neighbor not keeping the house up, and she's not sure how to get the HOA to property, properly address the situation. Number one, my advice for you would be to be respectful and polite to your homeowners association. In many cases, there is a, a, um, a love-hate relationship between members of a homeowners association or people who are governed by the homeowners association and the homeowners association, and I will tell you, keep your cool, be respectful. They're homeowners just like you. But here's what I would do. Subdivisions who have HOAs typically have what are called covenants, conditions, and restrictions. You'll hear people call them CCRs or CCNRs, covenants, conditions, and restrictions. And those covenants, conditions, and restrictions, believe it or not, say that any home in this subdivision where ownership passes to a new owner is subject to these new these rules. So if they pass to the original owner, they were subject to the rules. When they pass to the next owner and the next owner and the next owner, they're still subject to these rules. I would venture to guess that no more than 1 in 20 homeowners actually reads the covenants, covenants conditions, and restrictions for the neighborhood. They will read everything about the listing. They will know everything about that listing cosmetically, but they will not know the rules they are agreeing to live by until they have a problem and the Homeowners Association points out the document. So write this document down, covenants, conditions, and restrictions. You need to, if you have a problem with how your neighbor is keeping their home, my suggestion would be to get a copy of the Covenants, Conditions, and Restrictions and to review it yourself and then for you to identify where your neighbor is not following those Covenants, Conditions, and Restrictions. In some cases, you have a supplemental document to your Covenants, Conditions, and Restrictions that is architectural guidelines, and that also would tell you what kind of condition the property needed to be kept in. So if you have a problem with the way your neighbor is keeping his or her home, it could be that it is a problem for the HOA, or it could be that it is not. Certainly, if your neighbor is doing something, we have I have neighbors on one, two, three sides of me, and there are sometimes things that we have to address as neighbors, something that they're doing that I don't particularly care for, and vice versa, something that I'm doing that they don't particularly care for. And the best thing to do is just to have open communication, because you can solve a lot by just talking to the neighbor. In fact, 
Sarah in Swanee, that's the one who asked the question about having an issue with her neighbor. I would suggest that you talk to your neighbor directly first. But if not, if that doesn't work, get a copy of the covenants, conditions, and restrictions. Read them, determine exactly what your neighbor is not following, and then advise the HOA. They need to enforce that section of the covenants, conditions, and restrictions. This segment of the show is brought to you by the law firm of O'Kelly and Sorahan. They're a full-service law firm with 21 offices throughout Metro Atlanta. They specialize in residential real estate closings, including home purchases, refinance closings, corporate relocation, and real estate contract review and title insurance matters. They can be reached by calling 770-497-1880, You're listening to Go Gaddis Radio, where we help listeners go from real estate novices to experts so home selling and buying can be done with total confidence and without the worry typical with life's biggest investments we don't want you to learn anything at or after closing that you should have learned before let's jump into another listener question this is from linda in johns creek says i'm looking to make some upgrades to my home but i don't want to invest money stupidly well that's a smart thing to do what upgrades are best in terms of resale prices let's get the list down here They are any investment that you make in the kitchen and the master bath. Those always have the best potential return. Now, I will tell you, if you need to do some curb appeal upgrades, if you need to cut back some of your shrubs and make your lawn look better and add new mulch, whether it's pine bark or pine straw or whatever it is that you choose, that is certainly a worthwhile investment. Adding some flowers is a worthwhile investment. But as you get into the home, Focus first on the kitchen and the master bath, then focus on the cosmetic appearance of the home throughout the home. So, for example, if you have a home that is all warm colors that would look would have looked perfect in 2008, the odds are that your average home buyer will not appreciate that when they come in the home today. One of the reasons that changing the condition of your home can influence the sales price of the home positively is this. If a home buyer is out searching for homes and they look at four homes over the period of the day and two of them are asking 2021 prices, but they look like they were last updated in 2008, and two of them are asking 2021 prices, but they look like they were updated in 2021, the walls were the right color, the granite was the right color, the master bath was looking good, all of the bedrooms are the right what right color, the carpet is clean and fresh, and the house smells good. You walk in and it smells just a little bit like bleach. Well, those two homes that look like they were last updated in 2021 and are priced at 2021 prices, those are the ones that will sell first. And it will happen every time because put yourself in the buyer's shoes. They're going out and they're comparing one home after another home to another home to another home. And so the reality is they're making decisions about your home based on what else is available in the market. Not what sold six months ago, not what sold last month, but what is still available in the market today. So if you focus on kitchen master bath, cosmetic stuff on the inside, and things to do to enhance the curb appeal of your home, you will be in good shape. Linda, thank you so much for the listener questions. In our next segment, is the mortgage market stable in the U.S.? What mortgage options are available to people with less than stellar financials? And what should you do if your agent can't find any homes for you to see? Stick with us. We've got these subjects and more. We'll be back. <laughs> 